0: Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the
1: Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPalcito, and we are joined by Friend of the Pod at Basketbot on Twitter. How are we doing?
0: We are doing great
1: what a win the Celtics come out beat the Milwaukee Bucks 108 95 tie the series 3-3 going back to Boston for game seven here there is a reason that the Celtics fought for that number two seed and that was to get home court advantage heading back to Boston could not be happier at this point but we've got a lot to talk about in today's podcast So to get started, we're going to follow the podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through most of the highs. Uh, We'll touch on some negatives real quick because that is a very short topic. Uh, We're going to look look towards game seven here, Uh, but I'll shoot it over to you uh, for player of the game. Who do you got?
0: Let's go Celtics. I got Jason Tatum with a plus 21 from the floor. 17 of 32, 53% field goal percentage, seven threes. Let's go.
1: Unreal game for Jason Tatum. Like there was, there was no point in today's game where he was out there. We were like, okay, Jason Tatum is not the man. How many clutch shots did he have down the stretch today? Just Dude, an unreal performance. So
0: good that Lopez couldn't even be on the floor because he was looking for him. And then he shot the one. My favorite shot was the one where he shot it right in Lopez's face.
1: Yep. Dude. Okay. So so look at it this way. Jason Tatum had nine points after the first, eighteen at halftime. So had another nine points in the second. Followed it up with thirteen points in the third and fifteen points in the fourth quarter. Like what a what a legendary performance. Just, we just
0: watched a classic oh, here. Like we're gonna this is a classic.
1: A, like unreal game. Like in Utah, like it's not even just that he's like going out and scoring. He went on a stretch where he scored eleven straight Celtics points. Like every yeah, with, time so the Celtics the needed the a death, basket, the he was there.
0: Was out in effect tonight.
1: It was it was crazy. It was absolutely insane what he was able to do tonight. And all of them, all of them came in the clutch. Like the Milwaukee Bucks, you got to give them a lot of credit. They came out, battled in that fourth quarter. Uh, we still outscored them 26-25. Some of that was garbage time because we actually did extend the lead what, Like once we threw in the bench. Uh, so they actually did outscore us in the fourth if you take out that bench production. But like Jason Tatum... Every time the Bucs got within six, Jason Tatum scored. The Bucs would get within six again, Jason Tatum would score. The Bucs would bring it to six again, Jason Tatum would score. And eventually, the Bucs just couldn't do it. They couldn't keep up with Jason Tatum.
0: Eme with the timely timeouts, man. Like, I mean, he was on it with the rotations today. I mean, I got to say, he may had some beautiful adjustments Uh, He took out who wasn't working. He put in who he thought was going to work at the time. I mean, even Thais, you could say Thais, he was solid tonight. I mean, everybody was solid tonight. Derek White, solid tonight. Peyton Pritchard, like, he didn't really do anything, but he made his presence known. I mean, Peyton Pritchard was a minus two, but yet when he was out there, I could tell. You know, like everybody that was on the floor tonight, I could tell there was a lot of there was every anybody that was on the floor tonight. It felt purposeful, meaningful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really solid game. Um, So listen, obviously, Jason Tatum is the player of the game. There's no ifs, ands or buts about that. But for sake of the show, I got to give a second guy. And that second guy tonight has to be Marcus Smart. Right, like forty minutes tonight, twenty-one points, five rebounds, seven assists, five of nine from three. So you want to talk about a guy stepping up in a major way? This is the same Marcus Smart that everybody and their mother was blaming for a last last game's loss. I'm not. I came on this podcast and said that I don't agree with that. I don't think that he was the reason that the Celtics lost, but. The criticism was there. And Marcus Smart came out tonight absolutely firing on all cylinders. At the end of the first quarter, 14 points on 5 of 7 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. That's after the first quarter. So you want to talk about a guy coming out and just giving it his all? That's Marcus Smart in a nutshell.
0: Okay, so for me, for me, my second... I know this is gonna be crazy here, but I'm gonna give it to Al Harford. I'm gonna tell you why. He may only had two points.
1: Isn't he may that crazy? Only have two
0: points, but he had ten rebounds. He had ten rebounds and four timely blocks on the yeah, huge. Ten rebounds, four timely blocks. I mean, like Al Harford was doing everything tonight. Yeah, screens, passes he was what's that called the maypole where people like run the streamers down and they they run around it with this with the streamers and you go around it al harford was that tonight
1: i'm not sure i have any idea what you're talking about but we'll let it run we'll let it run <laughs> I,
0: I think it's you know the 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 here we go around the merry go ma- i can't you know what i can't think of it but it, like, it's, it's, i think it's called the maypole or something like that sure like There's the streamers and people people run around it with the ribbons and they go around in a circle. He was that tonight.
1: Yeah, he – no, honestly, and you can take out even the offensive side of the house, defensively, he was just unbelievable. Like what he was able to do – because in reality, the difference between this game and the rest, Grant Williams didn't play nearly as much. Like he was in foul trouble – uh, for a good chunk of this game, only played 28 minutes. Uh, so a lot of the responsibilities fell on fell on Al Horford. But yeah, yeah. T- even, even outside of Al, the next guy up was Marcus Smart. <laughs> like both yeah. of those guys, which I, I don't know. I, to me, it's so crazy. Like we all talk about Marcus Smart being the defensive player of the year. And obviously he is just sensational on that end of the floor. But the fact that it's even possible to throw out a guard of his size up against Giannis, who's got I don't know what seven inches on him, uh, and about thirteen inches on his wingspan, and Marcus yep. Smart went out and bodied him, like
0: how many jump balls? Mark, you saw like Al Harford jumping in the floor for the jump, balls. It, it's for the it's jump ball. It's beautiful.
1: It's beautiful. Absolutely I mean, beautiful. Wow. So, like, yeah, I mean, all of these guys stepped up. We talked about Tatum. We talked about Smart, Al Horford. Jalen Brown, while, you know, he did struggle at times. He only ended the game with two turnovers. But, my God, he looked like he was going to turn the ball over 19 times tonight with some of his dribbling. But this –
0: Doesn't it feel like he had more turnovers even though he didn't? Yes,
1: yes. And I'm fine with it. Like clearly it's a good thing that he didn't turn the ball over as many times he did. Uh but Jalen Brown tonight came up clutch in a couple huge spots too. You talk about like the Jays coming up big. He had uh I don't know, 5 points in the 4th, but he also had a huge third quarter. He had 9 points in that third quarter. Uh so Jalen Brown tonight, like you look at the efficiency Like, he only took 16 shots tonight. Like, he was 7 of 16, 4 of 7 from 3. Kind of struggled from the free throw line. But the rest of his stats are there. Five rebounds, four assists. Like, the guy played a solid game.
0: One block.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, overall, you look at it. you, You watch this, and from an eye test perspective, it looked like he was really struggling to keep hold of the ball. But he didn't turn the ball over, which I guess is a good, which is a good thing, obviously. But yeah,
0: he played real solid tonight.
1: The only, the only thing that I would like to see more of is just shot attempts. Like in an elimination game, and obviously, I don't know. Maybe you can talk me off the ledge here, but Jason Tatum obviously was going off. But wouldn't you like to see Jalen Brown with more than sixteen shot attempts in an elimination game?
0: Uh, it's tough. That's tough because it's kind of like, well, what if he did? But then he has the ball more and then he bounces the ball off his knee and then we go to a six-point and then a four-point lead and then a two-point lead. And, you know, it's like I'm I'm with you there. I feel like this was just more – it's kind of strange. I know we're going to highlight Tatum, but this is one of those times where I feel like the whole team stepped up. You know, yeah. and I, get, I get what you mean. Like Tatum and Jalen, they're usually looked upon – as 1A, 1B, but I think it really should always be like Tatum's Tatum's game. And like for once, the thing I liked about tonight that we saw that was different was it wasn't the fact that Tatum was making those shots. It was the fact that Tatum took it upon himself to initiate the offense. He yeah. wasn't waiting for somebody to give it to him. He said, I'm going to go and take it. And yeah. that's the difference from the last what five games or four games now like Tatum took over the game but this to me feels like the most like a team effort yeah I, I know it's crazy like Tatum had the game but I really feel like it's because he saw that his team was struggling but you know I see Derek White Derek White had some great shots Marcus Smart great shots Al Harford he had the two but he also had the blocks the rebounds um, Grant Williams only two points, but he was also guarding Giannis. You know, it's like
1: kind of struggling with that, but <laughs> but yeah, he was.
0: And and that's the, I guess that's what I mean is like yeah, Jason Tatum did what he had to do to put us over the edge, but this felt more like the most team effort. And I get what you mean by Jalen should have probably had more attempts, and you probably want to see more driving kicks getting getting both those guys going, but, you know, from the last four months now, almost four months, like, it always felt like Jalen was the opener, and Tatum just, you know, takes a step back. He sees Jalen's cooking, and then he takes a step back, and then what ends up happening in the third and fourth quarter is Tatum takes over and closes the game, right? Yeah. This is one of those games where Jalen kind of struggled a little bit, and then he looked to defer to Jalen, and when he deferred, it was working.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you got a great, great third quarter from Jalen, and that's really all we needed was just continue to build that lead. And Jalen Brown helped in a huge way that third quarter. So, listen, I'm not – I get it when you have a guy like Jason Tatum that, you know, top five, top ten player in the NBA, whatever you want to throw him in there. Like, he was sixth in the MVP voting, so he's up there. When you have a guy like Tatum going off – I get it. Like, defer to him a little bit. Uh, to me, like, that's that's like the only negative from Jalen Brown's game today is, like, a, maybe a little bit more than 16 shot attempts. Like, Marcus Smart had 16 shot attempts. Like, if Marcus Smart shooting 16 times, Jalen Brown should be shooting more than 16 times. I don't
0: know. i got to admit, too, I mean, who, who saw Marcus Smart coming out hot from three? I mean, Jesus. Unreal
1: game. Like seriously, just unreal game for Marcus Smart. I was I was so impressed with the way that he played offensively, obviously defensively. Like that kind of goes without saying at this point. But
0: I'm, I mean, Marcus Smart was what fifty five percent from three with five of nine. I mean, yep. that's amazing. That's amazing.
1: It's great. It's great.
0: And, and the thing was though, he you could see him calming himself down like he he was like oh i'm gonna take it he missed the one and he said i'm not gonna do that no more he's just stopped he just stopped right then and there and then you saw him passing like marcus smart very much is the one tonight that we needed him to be which was the the the, the um facilitator Yep. but when they passed it to him they said you shoot that and he shot it and it, and like and he went for it, and it and it looked good every time. Like honestly, there was only the one where he hit front rim, and it looked bad. Yeah. But all the other ones were in rhythm.
1: Yep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. The other the other guy tonight, like you brought him up earlier, Derek White. Like this is a guy that just does not get enough credit from Boston fans. And you look no at the stat sheet, and it's not it's not a crazy night. Like he was three of nine from the field, one of five from three. We get that, like his shooting, not a hundred percent there. But what he did elsewhere, like nine points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, and arguably one of the biggest defensive plays, taking that charge on Giannis to get his third foul. Yeah, like,
0: and we and and we already know how hard it is to get Giannis to get fouled to begin with. And 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 a little side note, I mean Giannis looks gassed. But Derek White, though, man, like. Every time he was switched on, Giannis, you saw it a couple times. There were a couple times where he saw Derek White in front of him, and he said, I'm going to defer.
1: Yeah. Dude, Derek White is so good for this team. I've, like, I've said it so many times, but I tweeted this out earlier. Like Up until like prior to today's game, he was a – I, wa- I want to say it was plus 19. Now I'm blanking on the stat. But through the first five games of the series, he was a plus 19, which was a team high. And he was holding his opponents to 30% from the field. Like And tonight, he added to that with a, pl- with a plus nine, which is the, sec- the third highest on the team. So Derek White, from a plus minus perspective, he is like the king of it. And a lot of people want to give him crap for not being able to shoot that well. When that's And that's fair. It's a fair argument. He's not a great shooter. But whenever he's on the floor, he's making the right plays. Offensively and defensively. And, like, that charge on Giannis in transition is a huge thing that he does all the time. So, like, he's just making all of the right plays. I'm a huge Derek White fan, if you can't tell.
0: Me, me too honestly like i i'm one of those ones that like have kind of compared him to hayward light you know like the mr pib to hayward's dr pepper sure. you know like like i know it's a silly uh analogy but it's because it's true i mean yes he's not as good in the mid-range like hayward is with the little turnaround uh fadeaway jumper that hayward had mastered there but you know what though Derek white's floater pretty good and uh Other than that, I mean, he does almost all the same things that Hayward does. I mean, we – it's kind of funny. Last year we got Evan Fournier, and Evan Fournier was supposed to be the Hayward role. And I feel like it was more the Hayward offensive role, not the defensive role. This feels more like the Hayward defensive role with a little bit of offense sprinkled in. And I'll take defense over offense. I mean, I know that offense – Wins games, but, I mean, if you just smother a team like that, uh, you know, uh, what was it, the Los Angeles Rams-Patriots game where it was just defense, just smothering defense for, like, four quarters, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, listen, I want to talk about a couple other things from, you know, a a holistic perspective. Offensive rebounds. This is something that the Celtics – have gotten absolutely destroyed on the last couple games. right? was it? 17 offensive rebounds last game for Milwaukee. Tonight, the Celtics actually won that battle. We had eight offensive rebounds. We held Milwaukee to only seven. And, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that seven offensive rebounds is, like, holding them, and that's a great job because it's still a lot. But for this Milwaukee team that is so big... And that has absolutely destroyed us on that end. That's a huge stat if you're the Celtics.
0: It, it, it really is. And on top of the fact, like, it just, even though, like, honestly, it's crazy how we ran Lopez off the floor, you know? And it's like, you can't tell me that that didn't affect the rebounds, you know? And it didn't affect, like, the, like, Bobby Portis, nothing. Giannis maybe the only one who was getting rebound putbacks. Everyone else boxed out tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, is, Gian- Giannis, you're never like going to keep him off the
0: boards up after all these games.
1: Yeah, like you're never going to keep Giannis off the boards. Like he had twenty, <laughs> he had twenty rebounds tonight. That's how like how about it's... the one where Al
0: Harford blocked him and then he immediately um, somehow magically the ball went right back to him and he put it back. He's he's ridiculous.
1: And it, it like really, and I said this in in our like Twitter chat. He's probably like the most likable human being. Like all of his interviews, everything is hysterical. Like he goes up at the post game, does like a dad joke. Like he's just such a likable human being. But I cannot stand watching him play basketball.
0: There I, is, I gotta admit, man. Like I know I okay. So I'm gonna admit this. I was going for the bucks because I wanted that kind of team to win last year. Right. Over, over, over the suns and anybody else. Right. Um, I just couldn't stand the suns and I, I wanted the bucks to win. Right. Everybody, when their team is eliminated, they, they pick up a new team. Right. Sure. So, so I got to say this though, this, This series has kind of made me not like Giannis. He (laughs) seems kind of like a fake nice guy. Like, I know, I know, but I'll I'll give the reason why, right? I know his, it's like he comes off kind of like he's trying to be cute. You know, like you were saying, um... But, like, after the whole Marcus Smart thing, and I asked him, what were you thinking about when you were laying there on the ground? And he goes, I was thinking about the refrigerator, if it was open. I was thinking about if the coffee maker was on. Uh, you know, I was thinking about what I got to do tomorrow. You know, I got, and like that. And I'm just like, I'm just kind of like, ah, you know? like Yeah,
1: no, yeah, I get it. I get it. it, it's, it kinda it's, kinda, it's
0: like no props to us at all. No props in the win against us at all. Like, Honestly, we, though,
1: we, I like that. Uh, I like that part, though. I don't think that NBA players should be giving props to other teams as much. I guess
0: that I guess that kind of shows the difference between a Celtic and any other team is like we will be like credit to credit to Milwaukee. You know, Emae will say credit to Milwaukee in the adjustments. You know, whether whether or not he means it or not, it's just the fact that you say it. Yeah, but like. But like it's just the way that Giannis went about it, that it's kinda like, bro, you goofing on us. And to be fair, tonight would have been an elimination night if we wouldn't have blown the fourteen point lead in the last game.
1: Yep. Yeah, it would have. And that part's extremely I, I, frustrating. I mean, this this realistically, this is a series that either team could have won in four games. <laughs> or five games. Maybe not yeah, Isn't not not wild? four.
0: Isn't that wild? This is literally turned into like a I used to I used to think of it as a, a rock fight and to me it really is just water balloons versus squirt guns.
1: It's ridiculous. This it's whole like, this series got, has taken 5 silly years off now. At my this life.
0: point when you look back and you go, "Wow, we really could have won game 1. We really could we won game 2. We really could have won with the little bunny at the end game 3." Yep. You know, and it's like Celtics could have won this one in four, and may, sure, maybe, maybe they were tired, maybe they were expecting the Nets and not this gritty series, but this really is a classic series, and at this point, taking it to Game 7, this is the real Eastern Conference Finals right here. I know that we got to, whoever comes out of this got to go up against Miami, but Miami and Philly were not Boston and Milwaukee.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and no, I know for sure, for sure. A lot
0: of, I know there's a lot of Miami fans out there that'll be like, "Yeah, but B- Bam, B- B- blocked you in the bubble, man. Like, you know, and you're whatever, and like all that." The way that they try and troll us, like on on the internet. Uh, but to quote Dave Chappelle, Twitter's not a real place, so it shouldn't <laughs> matter. Realistically, uh, the way the way that we've been playing with Rob even without Rob I see us beating Miami if we went up against them
1: well let's let's get to that after after game seven after we beat Milwaukee here uh but last last thing that I want to talk about from a from a good perspective fast break points Milwaukee is a team that is elite in fast break mostly because they have Giannis uh only 15 fast break points tonight for him. And a lot of it came off of the fact that we just, like, did not turn the ball over much. Uh, this is, I think it's the only game in the series that we turn the ball over less than 10 times. Which is not a great stat to begin with. Uh, but the fact that it happened now, I guess, is good. <laughs> like, it's better. It's, we're, I'd rather it happened now than never. Um, yeah. But realistically, like holding them to 15 fast break points in a game, I'm going to take that all day. And there are a couple things that the Celtics did tonight from like a defensive standpoint, in transition, outside of transition, uh, that I love. And it's continuing to give Giannis the three. And obviously Giannis hit one, he hit two last game, whatever, right? These are shots that I'm willing to give him. Even one time late in the shot clock today, like he was forced to take a heavily contested corner three, with Marcus Smart basically in his face. Like the Celtics' defense swarming. Like only 95 points for the Bucs today. That's a huge, huge defensive game, and it shows like the fact that Giannis is taking these threes, being forced to take these threes, shows how good this defense is. And I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm super happy with the way they played today. Super happy.
0: The the biggest thing, like, it's pretty weird, right? Like, we're used to the last three months of Celtics basketball, and it's clean, crisp ball movement, lots of dribble drives, lots of switching, lots of uh, uh, driving to the rim, lots of screens to get guys open. This is the first game that it feels like we actually played Celtics basketball. It's the
1: first so, it's the first game that we played four complete quarters. That's for sure.
0: Isn't that strange though? Like it's really weird to see us go and dribble drive.
1: And you know uh, and you know rim, what though? And, like
0: it's like they had to get over the fact that they were getting beat up. Or whatever. I don't know what it is, but it's like they just had to get over it. Like that first game, you go back and watch it, it just looked really ugly. It's like as if they were expecting the Nets, you know, and the Nets with their I a finesse to them, you know, they're more of a finesse team, you know, and the Bucks are much more stand and take it and get hits and get drives and get blocks. Yeah. Yeah. And it this is the first time since the Nets game. I have I mean even actually I got to say since the season that we looked like us during the Nets series we didn't really look like us a lot of the times especially in the third quarter it would kind of result in iso ball and even though we swept them it it I mean number one game one miraculous win game two uh game two good team win game three game four like we swept them but it didn't none of it ever felt like dribble drives ball movement yeah like there was there was ball movement but it felt like it's like okay cool you're going to put Kyrie on me guess what I'm going to drive to the rim
1: yeah you know and, and there's no that move. was most uh, of that series
0: was that
1: that was a lot of the net series it was i'll agree i'll agree with you there
0: yeah and with the bucks the bucks are big they're strong they're tall but it feels like you put Grayson Allen Connaughton or George Hill now right now currently after the third game after the third Al Hartford had two amazing games in a row and it felt like that's what it took to wake up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown like hey guys get out of your heads take the hits drive to the rim like wake up I'm 35 and I'm doing this you guys are half my age yeah Um, now now it looks like whenever Connaughton, Grayson Allen, or George Hill are on the floor, that's who they're gunning for. And a little bit dude, that sidestep, I was like, I literally called it out. It's I back. said Jason Tatum's going left. And then he hit a three. I mean, man. And the Jordans he was wearing, I was like, Man, he wearing the black and gold Jordan thirty sixes <laughs> with the gum <laughs> bottoms. Let's go.
1: Let's go. All right, so so listen, I want to I wanna transition here and talk about Game 7 for a little bit. Uh, before we dive into kind of the, the keys for Game 7 here, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game parlays? you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I want to tell you a little bit about my favorite sponsor, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Greens Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Greens Nutrition products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States and extensively third-party tested for quality. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com and use this special promo code for a discount off your purchase. All right, so let's dive into the second half here. Uh, Game 7, Expectations. Home teams win game seven, 76% of the time. And I know stats are probably overrated at this point because my the stat that we were all talking about after last game was that the winner of game six uh, or the winner of game five when it's tied 2-2 goes on to win 83% of the time. Uh, that stat we're throwing out the window now because we're past that. Uh, so... Keys to game seven. I'll pass it over to you here. What are what are the main tipping points? What are the things the Celtics need to do? What are the things the Celtics need to avoid in game seven?
0: First things first, take care of the ball. Take care of the ball. No sloppy turnovers, no balls off the knee in that in in the, the out of bounds area, no uh, last minute take the time to dribble drive like none of that take care of the ball number two turnovers but no no fast break turnovers there's a difference between like take care of the ball and then you get like you throw it out of bounds and then they set it up but there's like the live
1: ball turnovers live ball turnovers
0: yeah no no live ball turnovers no no fast breaks like no fast breaks, no live ball turnovers. Definitely more ball movement. Definitely drive to the rim. It worked for them tonight. It's worked for them every single time. Like don't be afraid of the contact. I get it. Oh, and if you don't get the call, get up off the floor and get back and transition. That's a killer on defense.
1: It's a killer. That happened, last game, it happened like four times where Tatum, Grant, JB, they were all caught. They all didn't get a foul call they wanted and it led to an open shot. And that cannot happen. And honestly, it didn't didn't really happen tonight. I think maybe once or twice we saw that happen tonight. So I'm happy with that. Uh, But you're right. Like it's something that needs to be cut off if we're planning on making a run here
0: definitely box out i mean i don't care if they're jumping all over you box out (laughs) i mean it worked tonight you saw it everybody was boxing out no matter what no matter who it was box out so box out no transition points take care of the ball ball movement driving kicks Drive yeah. and kick. You don't got the first one. Drive and kick again. You don't got the second one. Drive and kick again. If it's not working, move the per move the ball around the perimeter. I mean, that's literally going to be the key. Like for for this next game, I mean, you got to play tight and crisp.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of going a different route. I agree with every single point that you just made, and I'm not going to say that those aren't keys. But I'm predicting that this is the first Jays game. Because we have not really... Like, honestly, this is the first game that Jason Tatum really just took over. Uh, But Jalen Brown wasn't really a a huge factor. It's not that he was bad. We talked about that. It's not that he was bad. It's just that he wasn't a massive factor outside of the third quarter. I'm predicting game seven, both of them hit 30 plus. Like, this is going to be another 30 by 30 game for the Jays. And I think Marcus Smart doesn't have the shooting night that he has, but he'll go out there and have eight assists. Like the big things for me for the next game, like we need the Jays to take over. You look at the way this series is being played right now, like that you've got a lot of emphasis being put on Jason Tatum. And obviously tonight he took advantage of it. Uh, Wesley Matthews has done a great job defending him. So you got to give Wesley Matthews some credit uh, but realistically, Jalen Brown's kind of been given a little bit more leeway. And we've seen him take advantage of it. Tonight, obviously, didn't take as many shots. But I'm expecting Jalen Brown to come out firing on all cylinders. I think both of them get 30-plus. And when they both get 30-plus, they're virtually unstoppable. Uh, so that's like what that, I'm looking like for.
0: To see a... Uh... 35, 25, and, I don't know, 20 from Al Tatum and Jalen. Yeah. I'd hey, be okay with I, that. I'm for it. Like, the thing is, number one, I guess a most underlooked point, do not let it get down to below 10 with five to go.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I yeah. know it's crazy, but, like, man, you—it's it, the true fact of this Celtics team – the Achilles heel, the Icarus flying to the sun with the wax wings of this team. If it's below 10 with five to go, we will lose.
1: It's just, yeah, I mean, clutch time has been, it's been tough.
0: We're, we're lucky we got that amazing Tatum put back on the Nets. I mean, really, we we should have lost. They should have, it would have been a gentleman's sweep, you know? Yeah, and and. and Who knows, even that, like, that could have been enough to derail us. I mean, it's so weird with the DNA of this team. And, like, you look at the Raptors series when OG Ananobi hit that three over Taco Fall inbounds play. I mean, the team was crushed. It was crushed, and it went to seven games. Uh, This team has been there. It looks like they've been there, but they've got the backbone of Ime. Ime is sitting there literally with the cattle prod get back in there you know like he's literally like getting them going like get back in there i don't want to see crying i don't want to see you guys falling on the floor get back in there like he's not like brad brad was like keep playing through it you keep playing through it good things will happen you know that was always brad he may like hey move the ball do what you he's not like he's not like doc rivers all right guys guys I, I, I like it. the way
1: Eme has, has changed this team. Like, seriously, like, he's very much the guy that, and, and this is a similar pop culture, I guess. He's very much the guy, if he sees something going wrong, he'll call a timeout regardless of how much time is left, regardless of where you are in what quarter. He'll call a timeout and try to fix it. Even if it's 15 seconds into a quarter, because we've seen it happen. Like he'll call a timeout and try to get things on track. He's like, I, I don't, I don't like where you were defensively. Let's fix it. And that's something that I think that the Celtics team needs. So I'm all for it. If that's what, if that's what Eme needs to do, keep doing it. But I mean, all of that, all of that stuff is gonna come in huge come Game Seven because this is. You are playing against the the reigning champs. Like they're not slouches. This is still Giannis, who's probably the best player in the M- NBA. Like seriously, like you've got to you've got to give him respect. He, as much, as annoying as he is to play against, he's annoying because he's good.
0: Yeah. Like, If he sucks
1: no one would care.
0: And it's it's the truth. Like it's kind of weird because they keep talking about the bud and eme school of greg popovich right bud seems to be the more bad parts of of greg popovich mid-range everything drop coverage in in the paint like all the all the like ugly things that you don't like the spurs to do you know like the drop coverage under the rim Build a wall, and then they can just put up a bunch of threes, and that—that is so old school thinking. Like, don't cover the perimeter. Every team covers the perimeter. You know what I mean? Like, it's surprising to me that the Bucks have yet to change that, right? And that's, but can I just say, Bud always looks like he has antacid problems, and he needs a tums. Like, literally on the (laughs) sideline, he always looks like he needs one.
1: I don't know about that, but sure.
0: But I, I'm just saying, like, Bud just he's kinda like yeah, he's from the school of pop, but he's kinda like the school of pop, but like the stuff about the Spurs that has kinda made the Spurs outdated while E I n mean, reminds he's, me. Of he's he's playing
1: the defense that he's given. Like he's playing his players. Like when you have yeah. when you have Giannis and Brooke Lopez, chances are you're gonna be around the rim more. Like you're not gonna be out. Brooke Lopez is a great rim protector, but he's not someone that has fast feet. He's not going to be guarding anyone on the perimeter. So I get it. Like he's playing the defense that best suits his guys.
0: And, and, and that's kind of where I think like Ime is kind of the best things about Greg Popovich's style, the gritty defense, the more modern, take the mid range and drive to the basket if you got it. But Move it on the perimeter. Keep moving the ball. Keep moving the ball. But Eme never settled into the mid-range stuff. He's very much either drive and kick or drive to the basket. The high, the high percentage stuff. I guess you could call that the Brad Stevens style. Yeah. And it's really, it's really interesting. I would love to know. Maybe if we win a chip this year, there's going to be the, you know, the behind the scenes where they talk about email coming in like not understanding when we were 500 you know like little yeah. things and brad goes well this is what i did you know old graham cracker brad this is what i did and and you know i'm just imagining like the two minds coming together brad Stevens' style with greg popovich knowledge coming together and that's what we see in front of us if we're being honest like brad stevens the best part of brad stevens's style was the ball movement on the perimeter yeah and then you mix that with the Greg Popovich gritty defense switching, I mean, you see it; it's right there in front of you, and that's why I think, like in the last three months, we became, un- I mean, almost undefeatable.
1: Yeah, they've been they've been playing. I mean, they're the hottest team in the NBA. It is, and it's been fuck. It's been a blast to watch as a Celtics fan. But there's a there's a lot of work to do in Game Seven. It's gonna be a fun one, Game Seven at the garden sunday uh at 3:30 uh if you're in the boston area which listen i know you're not uh coverage begins at 2:30 have a good night Celtics fans basketball i appreciate you hopping on the pod my man
0: thank you for the invite as always i love it let's Absolutely. go Celtics Celtics and seven let's go let's close this out
1: let's go let's go all right Celtics fans we will talk to you soon
0: yeah couldn't help it I know you felt it green and white white and green who are we the Celtics who are we the Celtics who are we the Celtics, who are we, the Celtics?